Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace. And welcome to this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety Podcast. Hi, I am your host, Dr. Mark French, and so happy that you've joined me. Uh, so this is the first podcast that uh, post-Kentucky Safety Conference had a couple of really awesome interviews before this podcast that I put out there from the past two weeks that I did during the Kentucky Safety Conference. I hope you have a chance to go back and listen to those. They were fantastic. Looking at the future of injury management, the future of sustainability, and and what is to come from those things. But now we're back into the regular podcast here for a little while as we jump back in. And so I came across a couple of really interesting articles that I wanted to start with and move into kind of the ideas that, of course, what is this podcast about? We start with the premise of everybody deserves physical and psychological safety. From there, it's all about leadership. How do we provide that through leadership? Is it important? Absolutely. How do we do it? Leadership. So anyway, that's what it's about. That's what we're doing. So one of the things I find interesting is sometimes the people who are allowed to write some of the press releases for the government or OSHA, uh, and especially if you follow the TSA Instagram, they have a lot of really interesting puns and sometimes a little bit of sarcasm in there. And I really find that funny because that fits me just perfectly to have that kind of sarcasm, that kind of pun usage in your, in whatever you're doing. And I found this article from earlier in the month really interesting, one, because it's something pertinent we've been talking about in a few episodes before, but also uh, just because of the the title of it uh, caught my attention as being just a little bit funny. And uh, the Department of Labor finds that Dollar General continues to discount safety after inspections in Alabama and Florida yield eight repeat violations and over $1 million in fines. So (laughs) they discount safety. So the discount provider, uh, they use that as, hey, they also are discounting safety. So the workplace inspections there, uh, basically the same things we keep seeing from what we're finding when they go to a Dollar General, and that's that there's a lack of training. There's also some issues with uh, blocked exits, too much inventory blocking the exits, blocking the aisleways, egress issues, fire extinguisher issues, 
those items. So we continue to see those style of processes come up as part of what they're doing. But then on the other side, so CNBC then had another article that I came across that talks about how the Dollar General's shareholders passed a proposal to improve worker safety. So the proposal is asking Dollar General's board to commission an independent audit they're facing mounting pressure, of course. The company's facing $21 million in fines. Uh, basically, what they're talking about is that they have said that, you know what, we're willing to put money into trying to find a solution through doing a report to find how we can improve our store safety. Now, it's easy, <laughs> very easy for me to play uh, the Monday morning quarterback here, and it seems almost common sense to what they should be doing, even though as a contractor, as a consultant, would I love Dollar General to call me up and go, hey, Mark, you know what we need. We want to pay you to come in and write this report for us and create this great piece of knowledge of what we can do to create safety in, in your budgets, uh, like, let's just say, all kinds of crazy figures. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. Boom. The truth is, I'm pretty sure the answer is already there. I'm pretty sure if you go to any store manager or anyone who works at the store and says, hey, what can we do to improve your safety? We know exits get blocked. We know aisles get blocked. We know that there could be a workplace violence issue from a security standpoint, what do you feel we could do as an organization to fix that? My guess, and I'm, I mean, I'd put, I'd definitely take the betting odds on this one, is that they would be able to solve their problem right there. And I wouldn't say that you would have to do it. You could probably do it in an electronic survey to your employees and ask this question, because to me, this is a basic of a fundamental safety system. This is a safety man. This is a management system. What am I even saying? It's beyond safety management. This is just a management system. You have feedback loop. So it's the plan, do, check, and act. How do you know something is working? You check, and then you act. You make the changes based on what the new information that you discovered. So what they could do very easily, and here's putting this out there, if you're having significant trouble with safety or if you're having significant trouble with your team, be vulnerable. Ask the question, okay, here's the issues we see. One, two, three. It's things in the aisles. It's exits being blocked. And it's a concern for security. What would you do in our position? How would you change it? What would you need? How would you do this differently? I'm pretty sure. And again, I feel pretty confident that we would find the answers simply by asking. I don't think they need someone to come in and commission some sort of report for the shareholders. And I'm also very concerned that it takes shareholder approval to do the right thing, that it takes shareholder approval to follow the law, that it takes shareholder approval to simply do what the this, I mean, this is the law. And 
they're not willing to do it until they get shareholder approval to spend the money to commission the report to even evaluate it, they know what's wrong. And I'm not trying to point fingers, but man, it's so hard not to when I read something like that. Because to me, that shouldn't take shareholder approval. This should be something as we see an alarming trend, we're sad about it, we're ashamed of it, we don't like it, we're going to fix it. We're not going to commission some report. We're not going to have to ask so, so some consultants to come running in and save the day. We are going to take immediate action by looking at what our team is telling us is going on in their stores and we're going to act on it. We're going to aggregate the data. We're going to find a solution. We're going to fix it. And it's just, that sounds so simple, but there's a lot of work after that. But at least you have your plan. And once you have your plan, you can start working the plan. It won't be fixed overnight. No way. But the journey really starts to accelerate itself. That journey keeps things going. That journey is is never ending. You got to keep driving for it, but it all begins with the first step. And to me, the first step is not going before the shareholders and going, yeah, I know that we're, we're bringing you a lot of value and we're bringing you that value through doing something pretty much illegal because we're getting fined by the government, but we're able to pay those and still bring you exceptional shareholder value. Would you like for us to bring you less shareholder value and fix these safety issues, or do you want us to uh, just continue to ignore it, pay the fines, and bring you value? And thank goodness the shareholder said something along the lines of, no, let's at least get a commissioned report on it. Let's talk more about that right after the break. TSDA Consulting. Learn you, lead others. Traditional development focuses too much on weaknesses. They make you believe that the only way to find success is through improving your faults. Strengths-based coaching instead focuses on creating success through using your natural talents. Dr. Mark French at TSDA Consulting is an authorized Clifton Strengths Coach. Your customized report and a personalized approach help bring out the best in you and your team. For more information, visit us on the web at tsdaconsulting.com. And welcome back to the second half of the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. I'm Dr. Mark French, your host. And again, let's go back into what we were talking about. And we'll just try to wrap this up and then move on to something a little bit more in different and yet still interesting. Sure. The idea that <laughs> the capitalist economy has created a situation where we actually choose shareholder value over legality is scary. And not that it hasn't been that way before. OSHA had to be created because we were marginalizing human life in the first place. But to continue decades later and still have discussions within organizations that lead to the let's go to the board and get funding to commission a report to know what we already know is happening and that even though the, the fines are not bothering us financially, we really do want to do something better. And they provide a service to rural communities so they know that, again, there's some value in what they're doing. At the end of the day, it's about what we're doing for our people. And what does this say? Then we, let me take one step back. I'm getting ahead of myself. 
right now, staffing is the hardest it's been in a long, long time to find people who want to work. You see places with now hiring, open interviews. At the same time, I see articles like this that say that, you know what, we know we're unsafe. We know we will put people at risk to make profit, big profit. But we're not willing to pay enough or create a safe workplace to attract good talent. And so we just complained about not having people out there and reduce our service, reduce our quality, reduce everything else so that we can have higher corporate profits. I've overgeneralized that significantly. But fundamentally, that's how I feel right now. And I am applauding people for not accepting, not accepting pay that is like that, not accepting the idea that you have to work somewhere unsafe to be, to have a job that that's not acceptable. Now, not every dollar general is that there's a lot of dollar generals across the, <laughs> across the United States. It's just like, there's a lot of Walmarts. There's a lot of Amazons. There's a lot of everything in those big corporations. You see the bad stuff. There are some that are doing the right thing, so I don't want to say that all are bad. But the ones who need to improve, it starts with a corporate culture, and that's what I'm trying to say, is it starts with a corporate leadership culture that says, we want you to have a safe store for your people that will build a better brand, that will attract better talent, that will keep things going in the right direction for us as an organization. I think that's a powerful statement, and that's where I want more corporations to get is where they stand up in front, they say these things, they put money behind it, and not just commissioning a report, but going for it, reaching out and trying to really fix what is out there. That is what we're looking for. That is the kind of leadership that we need. And it truly, study after study show that we can rally safety from the bottom. We can do this, but the real cultural change starts at the top. Humanizing the workplace. It is the leading and learning through safety podcast. All right, let's move on to something else. Found another really interesting article about summer safety. And here we are. I mean, we're in late spring, early summer already. It's hot here where I live. So let's talk a little bit about summer safety. I found a really, again, I always say this. It's always an interesting article, but it is. <laughs> I need to find, I need to pull out my thesaurus, find a new word for interesting but I found an article saying that summer safety, that a lot of pools and beaches are having trouble staying open because they don't have enough lifeguards, that they've run out of people that, are, that have the credential or have that safety certificate that it's usually a CPR, first aid, water safety certificate to be a lifeguard. And the reason is because over the course of COVID, when no one was hiring lifeguards because you couldn't get together and do things in those public settings, people's credentials expired. And so usually these credentials were kept up by the employer. The employer every year would bring in their normal people that would be lifeguards for the summer and they would re get them all, get their credentials up and keep them going and have them recertified and have them ready for the next year. And it was a nice repeating easy cycle. Well, suddenly we have two years where we're not doing that. And maybe even over two years for some places that we're not doing that anymore. And now we have people who have lost their certification and maybe found other jobs. They had to find other jobs. If they liked doing that summer lifeguarding thing, 
they may have come back, but more than likely they found something else or just made amends and figured out another way. And so there's a shortage of these summertime protectors of making sure people are safe when they're in the water. And so beaches and some other like pools or may not be fully staffed and are having a lot of trouble finding people because those credentials are gone. And it's not just a recertification anymore. It's like, once you lose it, you have to kind of like go through the whole process again. In some cases, you can't just do the refresher course. So we are now seeing this shortage of what I'm going to call safety people, that these are guardians. They are people who are looking after the safety of pool participants. So it's going to really affect summer safety for a lot of people. So be aware if you're going to your local municipality, if you're going to your local pool, if you're going to your uh, local beach, there may be issues with having a lifeguard there and being staffed. So please be aware, be prepared, be safe, and don't go alone, of course. I mean, one, always a buddy system, but it also may open up some opportunities. If you've ever wanted to be a lifeguard, maybe now is the time you can fulfill that dream. You can go out there and find that job that maybe you weren't able to get before. This is showing that what we had two years ago during COVID for that time period is still having this long-term churning effect to basic economy, basic safety, and also just the things we would expect to be able to have fun and do during the summer. And that's like going to a water park or going to a pool or going to the beach and swimming having trouble getting the people that we need to be able to do those things effectively. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Really enjoyed it. Had a lot to cover as we come back from the Kentucky Safety Conference. Coming up in August, I will be at the Tennessee Safety Conference. I will be there talking about safety engagement and leadership. Also, I'm, I have a time that I'll be speaking also, the TSDA booth will be there. We'll be talking, maybe doing some more interviews. I hope to be doing some more interviews. So I hope that if you have the chance and you're in the Nashville area, then maybe you can stop by, come see me. We'll have a fantastic time. Until next time we chat, stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.